Joe Breyer with you, WICH. A couple of very important guests for our community this hour, as I mentioned. We have uh, James Harriet, who is the uh, blight inspector of the town. And also we have Wayne Sharkey, who's... Uh, well, Wayne, we call you a lead specialist. Is that uh, the title you uh, have here? Yes, it is. Um, I manage both the property re- rehabilitation program and the lead hazard control programs for the city. Mm-hmm. So you two kind of work uh, hand in hand, right, James? More or less, yes. How long have you been a uh, blight inspector? Pre- pretty brand new? <laughs> <laughs> brand spanking new, Stu. <laughs> so this is, I've been here since last July, so July 2022. So how's it going? Uh, we have a lot of calls about blight in the community, and I know you got a lot of work to do. Yeah, you get a lot of calls in the radio station, get a lot of calls in the office. I mean, so far, I like to think that it's going well. I mean, we're never really going to get to 100% of compliance, but I feel like we're making progress. So what's the best way that people that can call now on the program, of course, can get to you and talk about certain situations? And primarily, what are some of the... Uh, biggest complaints that people do have and what aspect of it? I mean, if you want to get a hold of me to report blight complaints, you can always call the office, which is 860-823-3745. We also have an online reporting system, which we would like people to, to utilize. And once they sum, once they submit their complaint, they can also they'll get feedback on the status. So if we were to post pictures, if we were to, to upgrade it, to close the violations, they would be made w- well aware of it as opposed to calling and us calling them for an update or them calling us for an update so i think that'll be the best way and if possible hopefully by the end of this week or middle of this week we'd like to post it to your website wich.com oh absolutely so is the main uh, complaint is it litter is it uh, old cars and driveways and I would say, well, this time of the year, we get a lot of complaints for overgrown vegetation, a lot of bulk trash pickup. So I would say a lot of bulky trash, bulky waste complaints. Mm -hmm. Somebody, if they were to leave their apartment or get evicted, unfortunately, they'll just dump everything outside on the curb. I mean, the proper protocol would be to call Willamantic Waste ahead of time. And once you call Willamantic Waste, they'll give you an appointment. Just make sure that you put the stuff out no more than 24 hours before the scheduled appointment time. So, Wayne, in our community, uh, how big a problem is uh, the lead problem? Um, it actually is still a pretty significant problem. Uh, about 80% of the properties mm-hmm. in Norwich were built before 1978, which makes them a uh, prime target for lead. Uh, so we've had, through the city in my time being here, uh, which is about 23 years, we've had about six three-year programs. Um, our most recent lead program we received $2.8 million uh, that will include work in the community to do outreach, education, and, of course, the important work of lead remediation uh, in individual properties throughout the community. So, um, Wayne, uh, should everybody get their pipes checked if they had a house before that uh, time period you said? Or? Well, it's not so much... Well, what we focus on primarily is lead paint. So Lead paint. Mm-hmm. So... Pipes are an issue, and in an older community like Norwich, we absolutely do have those issues. We have a grant that focuses primarily on the paint aspect of it, and yes, if your property was built before 78, especially if you have children in the property that, that were uh, younger than six years old, um, which is the prime target for lead poisoning, uh, you should definitely get a test. You could check with the local health department, Uncas Health Department. Um, you could call our office at 860-823-3776. 
find out about the program. It is primarily a grant program, so if you are eligible for the program and you have a lead issue, uh, there's a good chance that we can provide uh, correction. Are there symptoms that are obvious for people who have too much lead paint, uh, lead in their system, I should say? There certainly are. Um, there are actually many symptoms. Um, I, I would re- recommend, again, that if your child is experiencing any type of flu-like symptoms um, and you suspect it could be a lead issue, you, you definitely check with your local pediatrician um, and, and also get some more information either from us or, or from the Uncas Health Department. So, um, so people understand if they want to get a check, this is a free deal, or is that how it works? So, um, if you suspect your property has a, a lead paint or a uh, an issue with lead, you can apply to us directly for funding. Um, and based on eligibility, it is a federal program, so we go by federal income guidelines. Mm-hmm. We can we can then, uh, based on your eligibility. Um, not only inspect, um, but we can develop an abatement plan, contract it, and bring you through the process uh, to a full lead compliance, which is a, ultimately a lead, what's certified as a lead-safe property. Um, and uh, that, that, that process uh, can take anywhere from, you know, um, uh, generally 90 days uh, from application to completion of work uh, in an average situation. Um, the, it's up to $20,000 in lead funding and a supplemental portion of Healthy Homes funding, which supports the lead work but might not directly be lead work. Especially if you have kids and grandkids around the house. And uh, I know when I was a kid, I'm sure we had lead paint. I used to play drums on the windowsill, and the flakes of the paint used to go flying up in the air. Now they think nobody even thought of it. They don't. There's no paint doesn't have any of that anymore, right? Um, well, they certainly shouldn't. But the problem is the properties still do have have lead paint, um, and we see it. Uh, like I said, I've been here for the city. I ran my first lead program uh, mm-hmm. in 2001. And so here we are, and it's still a problem. We're still getting uh, properties with lead paint. We're still getting poisonings in elevation. I would mention that also the uh, health department has reduced the lead blood level um, by half in testing, um, effective this past January. Right. So you're going to see probably at the beginning of the next school year when kids go back for their testing that you're going to have a lot more elevations and a lot more... um, concern with the problem so uh, we definitely have the funding in place and we have the ability to, to help and, and, and as far as the work goes it could be a range of um, encapsulation which is a, a lead block paint product it could be removal and replacement of windows and doors that create friction surfaces that create lead dust um, it, or a variety of work that, that basically uh, w- would correct the lead problems in housing so, folks, if you have any questions for our guests, 889-5252, we talk a, little, a lot about blight through the years on the show. James, one of the frequent things, and I'm sure you'll be getting a lot with what you do, is that um, people who own houses and then leave and neglect them, or they're renting a place and they live out of town, out of the country, or on the moon, and things are getting run down, and uh, people are complaining about, oh, my God, it looks awful, and the grass is high, and it's dilapidated. Are your hands tied because you need to get a hold of the owners? How does that work? I mean, it all depends. And I say it depends because 
we do have to get a hold of the landlord, of the owner, property owner. There's only so much that we can do. But if it gets to the point where it's starting to, to obstruct the right of way, then sometimes I will go out and I'll take care of it, or maybe public works might be able to take care of it, or the state all depends on where the property is located. Like if it's on the state road, then the state will take care of it. If it's on a <laughs> not a state road, then hopefully public works might be able to take care of clearing the right of way. Now, there are some situations, uh, maybe you can elaborate on it, that I've heard that people can be fined if they don't take care of something, and then uh, they can be fined more money if they don't. Uh, are there specific fines for leaving your property dangerously? Yeah, there is a daily fine. I mean, it's something that we kind of moved away from. Well, I would say not moved away from, but something that we've been working on. We kind of suspended it, but now we're starting to revamp the program after we retooled it and revamped it. So now we're starting to issue citations and fines for, for dilapidated properties, for bulky waste that's that's out more than 24 hours that hasn't been called in properly for... I mean, I also deal with housing code violations as well. So in addition to black control issues, then people are being fined and cited for housing code issues as well, such as if you have a subfloor that might be rotted or a roof that's rotted and it's just causing mold and mildew to grow within the apartment. If you see something that's obviously dangerous, does there come a point where even if there's nobody around to talk about the property, you can just tear it down? When it comes into that criteria, that's a tough one, huh? Yeah, it's a tough one. You got to get help from uh, Wayne on that one? <laughs> that's actually a good crossover because we do yeah. have a property rehab program that we work with Sloan and Blight and, of course, the building department at large. Um, the, the property rehab program isn't a grant like the lead program. It is a 0% interest loan, but... We've, in our time of administering this program, we've done exactly that. We've taken properties that um, either somebody owns or doesn't have the money to, to, to bring up to code, and we've been able to provide them with a 0% interest loan to then take care of things like faulty roofing, um, issues with mold, uh, heating systems, uh, and, and things like that. that so it's kind of a natural crossover between slum and blight. And, and actually keeping these properties on the tax roll, and, which is good for everybody. So while these gentlemen are, uh, gentlemen are with us for a few more minutes, um, James and uh, Wayne, and you have a, something you'd like to add to the mix that you think in, in the area is blight that brought to their attention, um, you can call us now at 889-5252. Do we find that fines really... Uh, or something that keeps people from littering. I get a lot of calls about litter. There's litter here, there's litter there, and um, it's not being addressed as it should. I mean, no matter where you go, there's litter. I mean, the issue that we're finding is not so much the landlords as it is the tenants, and it's just trying to... Yeah. to. I mean, we can find the landlords all day, but if they're not the ones doing it, then if we're not holding people accountable to do it, we're not holding people accountable who's doing it, then it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, at the end of the day, we're not really here to, to issue lots and lots of citations. We care more about compliance. So a lot of times I'll go out, I'll talk to the tenants if possible, I'll talk to the landlords, let them know that, all right, this is, you're not supposed to do this and this is what you should do instead. So I'll give them resources. Like I said, if somebody has bulky waste that they need to have removed, they can always call Willamantic Waste or Casella. And I'll, sometimes people may not know their number or know their website, so I'll give them the phone number. 
We'll get that before we leave here. Got some calls coming in. Hi, WICH, a question for our guests. So, real quick, I got a question. Are these guys, do they deal with Norwich in New London County? You're primarily the Norwich area, right? Yes. Okay, yep. yes. For okay. years, Bacchus Hospital. Lafayette comes, I hope you're listening, you're your guess is listen. When you come down Lafayette and you come right out to Washington Street after light, right on that corner, right across, I mean, you want to talk about blight. I mean, it's overgrown. It's just simply so overgrown. It's been going on for years. I know the guy that lives there. I know he has problems and all. But, I mean, I mean that's right on the corner where Bacchus meets at Lafayette. I hope he knows what I'm talking okay. about. That's all I'm going to say. All I'm right. not a big whistleblower. All right, thank you. Uh, there are some places that you probably get a lot of complaints and people say, how come nothing is done and you can't force somebody at that point, right? I know that probably, unfortunately, I know that probably oh, pretty do. well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been times where I've went out there myself and I've mowed it and I've taken care of pretty much everything that was going out into the right of way, but there's only so much we can do. So it's like... So you're a good guy. You do some mowing, too. <laughs> it's one way to Only work. Only on special occasions. Like and then it keeps growing back. Hi, W-I-C-H. Hi, Stu. Hi. Hello, um, gentlemen. Hello. Um, this is more than, I think, just blight. But there is a house on the corner of North Main Street and 11th Street. It's a brick house building. And the top, whole top is leaning. Okay. This thing hasn't had any work done on it for a couple of years. Somebody put new windows in and stuff and everything because the windows were all out. But nothing has been done, and the whole thing looks like it's leaning. It's really awful. And, you know, we're trying to keep the neighborhood up, you know, well. But this thing is actually on the top. The top of the building is leaning. Okay, and well, it really looks. Oh, oh, it's it's really a danger. I think. Well, I'm actually headed out in that direction around three o'clock, so I'll stop by and, to take oh, a look good. into me it. Me and my neighbor will talk to you if you do. All right. Uh, let's see, we're making some progress here, <laughs> and mm-hmm. friends as well. <laughs> and friends and J- James wants to, James okay, wants to know I'm these at, things. I'm across the street, up across 11th Street, on the other corner of North Main and 11th. We expect some cookies. Yeah, you probably see me with my red shirt on. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you. Keep you jumping today. Yeah. Hi, WICH. Hello. Hello there. Well, these fine people keep saying that uh, with all these complaints, there's only so much that they can do. So can you tell me why we need them for for anything at all if they can't do anything and they can only do so much? Thank you. Okay. Well, there's certain things illegally that your hands are tied, but you can address that a little more. If you like, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that I mean, there's some things that we might not be able to do, but there's tons of stuff that we can do. Like I said, if and my official title is Black Control Housing Code Enforcement Officer. So in addition to blight, which is things you see on the exterior, I'll deal with interior issues as well. So if there's problem inside the unit, if tenants are having problems with the landlord or vice versa, then I'll I will get in and I'll. I'll step in and I'll facilitate things and make sure that the repairs are being made. So you'll get a phone call and then um, part of your day you'll just go and address the situation. Correct. Yeah, do you also just do a little driving around and checking things out, I'm sure? 
Yeah, I'll drive by and I'll and that's when I start to take notes of the bulky waste that I see, mm-hmm. or if I see some buildings that's that need some repairs, and that's when I'll try to reach out to the landlord or property owners. Or if I see overgrown vegetation, then that's when I'll start to. So if you get the nice letters from me, then that's probably why, because I was out patrolling and I've seen it and I've noticed mm-hmm. it. Hi, welcome. You're in the air. Yes, hello. Hi. I know if you live in Norwich, you know where I mean, on the corner of Star and Asylum oh, Street. Oh, yes, I know. That the house one. actually fell in, and I was wondering, and there's a for sale sign of why it should be bulldozed, and I was just wondering what, what you think about that property. Yeah, okay, so um, why can't we bulldoze it? Go ahead, James, on that one. Either one of you going to address that one? I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the yellow building that's caving in, like you said, what starts from the asylum. It's just... um, That sounds dangerous. it's, It's caving in, but it's more or less caving in on itself as opposed to outwards, so I think that was the main concern. Well, main reason for the delay, but... That's something that we are working working on. So I would think a lot of these uh, homes that are getting dilapidated or disintegrating, uh, I'm sure, Wayne, are also are having those problems that you address. Um, I think that the coordination between somebody that, like in James' position and my position can be really beneficial to, to correcting some of these problems. I think that the, the more that we try to get the homeowners of these properties to realize that, we may be able to help you solve your issues uh, with your property. Um, and, and the more that we put it out there that these funds are available to possibly correct housing issues um, it is, is going to be in everybody's be- benefit, um, whether it be slum and blight, whether it be just like dilapidated buildings in general. Um, the idea is, is to kind of protect and to foster uh, safe, healthy housing um, within the community throughout. So to go with what Wayne said, if I go out for a housing code violation, if I do verify the violations, I'm not just going to send the property owner a, a violation letter. What I'll do is I'll refer them to the community de- development department as well. I'll give them a flyer with some information that they can use to rectify the situation. So we do try to help each other out. It's not just about finding people. Like I said, we just care about compliance. Do you find that some of the people when you check out, you know, that's it's really because they're in a bad financial situation and uh you know some people are slobs we know that i mean and they litter but then there are other people who are going through hard times so it must be very tough for them even to get somebody to mow their lawn i mean we do we do come across some people like that where it's either financial situations where then i'll refer them to the community development department or if there's some other issues that's when i'll try to refer them to a human services department so in essence i'm sort of like a social worker well uh i wouldn't say social worker but uh a step below a social worker so i'll try to refer people to the proper resources so that they can get the help and assistance that they need and one of the great reasons to to come on here today Stu, and thanks again for having us is to kind of get the information out to the community that there are f- funds available. Um, I've been doing the program management for these programs for about 23 years now, and we still get feedback that we people didn't know the program was there, they didn't know it was eligible. Again, mm-hmm. these, these are the, even the loan program, which is the rehab program, is a 0% interest loan, which is better than you'll get from any bank. Um, and it can solve a multitude of issues within a property. So, so yeah, when, when James 
does cite something or one other building official cites a property with a code violation, there are resources available. Um, there are funds available that can allow people um, to correct those issues uh, and, and do it at a minimum of expense. Um, we, we do, for elderly, for instance, our loan program is deferred. So there's no upfront payments. There's no monthly payments. If you're qualified as an elderly person, we do dozens of heating systems in the in the winter when the heating systems when the, the furnaces kick on or don't kick on in the winter. We get the calls. So the, we we just want to make sure that the community knows these programs are available. Yeah, we're going to get some phone numbers before we uh, depart today uh, again, and I'll write them all down. Hi, welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. Can somebody tell me why 540 North Main Street, corner 10th and North Main, is in the condition that it's in? You familiar with that one, James? Oh, yes. He's from, yeah, he is familiar with it. That was another property where I was actually, well, pretty much the whole row, more or less. I went, up, I went out there at one point and started mowing the lawn. and. Uh, is there somebody, there's, there's, somebody? there's some permits that's on hold due to, there's some permits that's on hold. We have to get the engineer to make sure it's structurally safe first before the contractor is able to finish their work. Are there people living there, or are some of these vacated? No. And that particular property is vacant. It's vacant, so it's only going to go downhill from there. Unless somebody gets in and fixes yeah, it we up. We have a contractor, but we're just waiting on permits and other mm-hmm. things that need to be signed off first. All right, we're going to take a little break. If you have a, a thought or two you'd like to check in uh, before we close out this interview, 889-5252, we'll be right back. Okay, we have a couple of minutes left with James and Wayne, and um, this is a very important subject. We want to keep our town looking good. We don't want it to be dangerous with some of the things. We talked about lead in the in the paint uh, with uh, Wayne. So let's uh, just kind of go over it briefly. So I'm listening to the show right now, and you think, well, I live in a place There's uh, it's been painted you know, 100 years ago, and so what would be the first step I should take? Well, there's a number of things you, you could first do. You could check with the local health department to see if there were any orders on the property. Um, you could identify if your property was built before 1978, because that's a, a date that's key um, for, for lead paint use uh, in properties. Um, if you have loose and flaking paint, you have old windows that are painted, those are all s- items that could be suspect for lead paint. Um, and those would be areas that generate lead dust because the friction of a window or a door going up and down or opening and closing creates that lead dust. Even if the property is clean, children play on the floor, Mm -hmm. they crawl around on the floor. Despite the myth of eating paint chips, that's not how it happens. It's hand-to-mouth contact, and kids will crawl on a carpet that looks clean, but lead, as as, uh, the material it is, is a heavy particle and it gets on their hands. You might not even be able to see it. They put their hands in their nose and mouth. Um, so, oh, yeah. So that's how it happens. So I would be vigilant um, if you see any behavior in your children uh, that that uh, is suspect. Uh, get them to uh, the pediatrician for a lead test. Um, and if you have... If you're, you know, a renter, we have a lot of issues with renters. Uh, if you, if your landlord can't tell you that the property is lead safe or it's had a lead test, um, you can, you have every right to call the local health department and you have the le- health department come out and, and take a, a sample and take a look at the property. So that would be the first thing they should do. 
I, I would, aside from a pediatrician, if you, if you think mm -hmm. there's a medical yeah. issue with your child, I, I would definitely check with the Uncas Health Department, and, and that's perfectly within their purview to, to go out and inspect a property for lead hazards. James, uh, is this what you expected when you took this role on, that it was going to be like this? Yeah, this is what I expected. I mean, it's nothing that I can't handle. I feel like I'm doing a good job to help keep Norwich Rosie. I mean, yeah, I'm keep my Rosie name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of, I would say, good apples in a bunch. So if I do send violation notices, a lot of people are responsive. So mm -hmm. they do take care of those sides. Just wasn't aware of this and that happened. And then once that happens, like, look, it's okay. I understand. It's just we just want to make sure that such and such gets taken care of. No, generally, a couple of times a year, we have cleanup days. Do you have any coming up that you know of? You know, people volunteer, pick up things around town. And I know they used to have them. I don't know if they still have them. Yeah, that's something I know with St. Vincent's uh, that they pretty much organize. Mm -hmm. But that, off the top of my head, no, I do not know the exact dates of the next cleanup. Okay, uh, guys, you want to leave uh, some phone numbers again so people uh, that you reminded us earlier in the program? Yeah, once again, my name is James Harriot. I'm the Blight Control Housing Code Enforcement Officer. My email address is jharriot, J-H-A-R-R-I-O-T-T, at cityofnorwich.org. So if you have a blight complaint, a housing code complaint, you can always shoot me an email. And my direct line is 860-823-3763. But I'm usually out in the field patrolling and, and doing my inspections. So I would say email would be the best way to contact me. And also, the number for Willamantic Waste, if you have a bulky waste pickup, is 860-423-4527. Tell them James sent you. All right. <laughs> James, that's great. I'm glad. Uh, and uh, any other final words, uh, Wayne? Well, um, my name again is Wayne Sharkey, and I run the Lead Hazard Control and Property Rehab Programs for the City of Norwich. You can reach me at 860-823-3776 or 860-823-3770. Um, if you have any questions or you just simply want more information about the programs and funding that may be available to you as a, as a property owner, um, or even if it's just information on, on lead paint hazards, we can be reached uh, 8.30 to 4.30 during the week. And my uh, email number is wsharkey at cityofnorwich.org. And we'd be happy to give you guys any information that you need. All right, let's keep our city safe and rosy. Yeah, let's keep Norwich rosy. Also, I just want to thank all of my coworkers and all my coworkers and all, everybody who works in other departments, such as Public Works, Human Services, NPU, people that I deal with on a daily basis, Human Services, the, the A team who works out front in our 23 union. Thank them for all the hard work that they do. We really appreciate it. All right, we're glad to have you two on, and um, I think we made some progress today, and these people know that uh, there are things that can be done and not just say, well, look at that. You can do something about it. So thanks for coming in. Thanks, thanks for, having, for us. having us. All right, my pleasure.